Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. And a happy mother fucking Friday. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of After 9. We're wrapping up the final full week of May. Dave Blizzard joins us. Dave, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm swell. Just swell. <laughs> Do you want to talk about where you were yesterday? Because I'm curious. I haven't chatted with you about it yet. Because you were at the Rama for a, oh. what was it, a press conference? A news? Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, it was a press conference, so you're allowed to talk about okay, it. It was right, also streamed stream worldwide. So. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just asking. I don't, know. don't get to a lot of press conferences where they go, please don't mention any of this. Well, sometimes, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you higher-ups have to do. I don't know how many NDAs you sign in a given day. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, it was uh, Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Uh, they're kicking off another tour from Casino Rama. So they, this is like their fifth time that they've started a tour there. Um, and uh, it's kind of cool. Like, you don't get a lot of opportunities to meet a Beatle. So, uh, oh, most I, of them are dead. I, yeah, half of them. So, uh, <laughs> we, uh, there was a couple guys that work at the radio station that are big Beatles fans as well. So, I said, hop in the car, let's do a little road trip. We went, uh, went up and, uh, peace and love, peace and love. That's basically Is it. he still doing that shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. It's his, it's his thing, man. Yeah. He's, uh, and he's 81 years old, and you would think he's like 55. He looks good. Like if I look like that at 81, I'll be mm-hmm. perfectly happy with life. You uh, have a little dog dilemma this morning. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, oh, he's <laughs> I, not, he might not be ready to talk about it yet. I don't know. It's too, new. Still, it's too soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to, to peel the, my epidermis off because I'm so grossed out. Uh, my dog, I guess, is a little sick. And I found out the hard way this morning by waking up to four piles of, uh, of dog crap and diarrhea in my den. So I. Uh, I was cleaning that up this morning, first thing in the morning, and it just hits your nose. You're like, uh. I, I don't think you're doing it right. I mean, most people, when they get up, will take a shower or have a coffee. Most people don't instinctively go right to the pile of dog shit in the den. Yeah, you know, I I, <laughs> I, I, I would tend to agree with you. But in this case, I just thought, you know, I haven't uh, I haven't gagged first yeah. thing in the morning in a while. So why not give it a shot? And today I did. I think it's important to highlight, though, that there are highlights, many highlights to dog ownership. And there's also those kinds of times, right? For me, it's not shit, but Leo will randomly puke. Leo, and, and he's on the same diet constantly, same food, eats it, loves it, fine. But it's puke. Every now and again, it's just like, it's a, I say once every two weeks, it's a matter of where did he puke? Did he hide the puke? Did he go into a, you know, the, the mud room and puke today? Did he, so every now and again, it happens. It's not always delightful. A mutual friend of ours, by the way, speaking on, of dogs, was just chatting with him. His, uh, his puppy broke her leg. You may or may not know about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. $6,000 in bills later. Oh my God. Okay. So that's a good question. Cause a lot of people have gotten dogs and myself included. I got a pandemic dog and 
do you want to buy pet insurance? And I'm like, fuck no, we don't need pet insurance, no. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like most of the time you don't until you do. And then you get a $6,000 bill. But hang on a second. What I will say to that is I say no to insurance. I say no to insurance every single time, and I'll tell you why. A lot of the time, it won't cover what you think it covers. You have to look at the fine print before you do it. Make sure it's crystal clear to you. Make sure if your dog does A, B, and C that's not covered, you're going to be okay with the fact that you're paying into this. Instead, create a separate account or add to your savings account each month, whatever it costs for that insurance, and put that towards the bills that may come your way or may not. I Are you suggesting opening up a young Leo's account for your dog at RBC? <laughs> basically, yeah. No, I, I do. I, I honest to goodness mean that because I have come across so many people who get that puppy insurance and I know you're going to be shocked to hear that you can't uh-huh. trust all insurance companies, but not everything is actually covered. So if you, you know, even if you want to try to falsify it, you can do your best job saying that it happened and you, you had no control over it. But if they find a way to not pay for those bills or only pay for 20% or whatever it is, they will. So I'm actually, yeah, sorry, pet insurance people. People, I'm totally, mm. I'm totally against it. I say save up your own money on the side, and hopefully you don't even need to use it. I'm on the flip side. I have it. Oh, really? You have it for both yeah. dogs? Yeah. And the reason, and well, my wife talked me into it, but the reason why is because we have to get their nails done professionally. Like they actually have to get clipped properly from the vet, and the cost of that alone is like three dollars more than it would be if uh, if we didn't have the insurance. So the insurance actually covers it. So it's cheaper to do it that way. Plus, we also get discounts on medicines and things like that. And God forbid any of them ever falls out of a window and breaks their legs. So, um, you know, I'm hopeful that that never happens. But I don't. Yeah, it doesn't cover as much as people would think. It's not like a life insurance policy or a like you don't get dental benefits, sadly, because my dog actually needs (laughs) dental work. Well, how much massage do they get? That's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And that is expensive. The dental stuff you mentioned, David, is Mm -hmm. even for a cleaning, right? Which is worth it every now and again. Absolutely worth it. But it, it, it adds up. Absolutely. Yeah. Guys, it's a new type of beer. And it's the weekend. And I feel like beer is going to be on a lot of people's radar. This one is made of German barley, Norwegian yeast, and knee water, which mm-hmm. is liquid sewage that's gone through multiple rounds of filtration. Oh. I, uh, why is there such a push over the last two years to make us drink our own pee? Why does this seem to keep happening? I, I don't understand it. Uh, here's someone who's actually tried it. Probably, if I wanted to, drink a whole lot of those. So it's made from new water, okay? It's still good liquid. VBA is good liquid. Oh, I don't even know what those people are saying. <laughs> I, I think they like it. I don't even know what language that was. They've had 15. <laughs> <laughs> is it free? Like, I'm not paying for that. Multiple rounds of sewage. I mean, they're not going to serve something that'll make you sick. But it's sewage. No matter how you slice it, it's sewage. Why Are we out of fresh water to make beer? And, and this is what it's come to? Or are these people just looking for a fun angle to try and sell some drinks? Does it make people feel like eco-friendly? If Probably. You're really really passionate about it? Yeah. yeah. Do you think like, well, I'm reusing reusables to reuse and here I am. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, is that what they're doing? You can drink it and you'll automatically know what the COVID numbers are. It's wastewater. <laughs> <laughs> you drink it and you yeah. look like Neo from, uh, from the Matrix. You're like, I can see everything. It's like, oh my God, everything's so clear now. Uh, a principal is in the news in Montana, and I'll tell you why. It is graduation time for so many. All those big convocations and stuff are happening, and great congratulations on your new life post-school. A lot of people like to pull a little prank, and even high school students. So 
as a senior prank, what these students decided to do, I think, is brilliant. Turns out in Montana, there's an old, old, old law that's still on the books. They never repealed the law that says if a student brings their horse to school, the principal (laughs) must take care of it. Twelve of them all got together and rode horses oh. to school. Did they were, did they have horses before this? <laughs> I think they did. I think everybody in Montana that, has a horse, it, don't they? It's Montana, which makes sense why the rule was in place many years ago. I think that's a great prank. The principal's name is Raymond DeBrucker. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what the kids call him. <laughs> hey there, Brucker. Yeah, Brucker, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, apparently had no experience taking care of horses, but he took it in, in fun. But he was kind of like, the fuck am I going to do with 12 horses until 3.30? Brucker the horse fucker. <laughs> Take care of my steed. I'm going to go learn That's some math. Great. Are they going to look into that rule like post haste now or what? Like, oh, yeah. That, be- <laughs> that bill is they're going to be lined up at the governor's office. Every principal in Montana saying you better repeal that fucking law. Because look, I mean, it's one thing to one time. It's funny, right? You're like, OK, funny. haha, guys. I'll clean up all this horse shit all day. Sure. And I'll figure out what to feed a horse. I don't even know. And I'll keep them in the shade but after this it's not funny so we seriously have to change these rules it's like there's so many of those weird little rules and mm-hmm. laws and bylaws that are still on the books in the u.s it's so funny to read about things like you're not allowed to walk eastbound on a tuesday if there's a fire hydrant on this side of the road it's like it's it's so funny that those things still exist that people just went oh I didn't know. So I love that they took advantage of this. I love it. I think that's hilarious. What a great prank. It probably took some research, too. Hey, that's pretty good on the students to figure that out and then set up a prank. It's funny. In Vermont, they've banned clotheslines. That's a law that's still on the books from back in the day. You're not allowed to throw rocks at a train in Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere else is fine. What was happening in Wisconsin that they said, okay, we got to make this a rule. (laughs) We have to actually say this part. Blasphemy is still illegal in the state of Michigan. You can't make fake drugs in Arizona. You can only make real drugs in Arizona. (laughs) Uh, In Utah, it's an actual felony to bite while boxing. Swearing at sports events is illegal in Massachusetts. Oh, God. Talk about a law that doesn't get enforced. (laughs) Jeez. That's messed up. Could you imagine getting arrested for swearing at a game? Could oh you imagine my God. that? <laughs> you're taking that you, be... They're taking you out in handcuffs and you're trying not to swear in that moment? Like, could you guys fuck? I mean, f- fudge and stop, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and, and it'd be so great if it's a person that, uh, you know, that's one of those, like, oh, the amendments say this and my rights and freedoms and all that. And then you go, well, this is a law. You know, respect the law. Well, this is a law. Oh. Well, maybe I shouldn't respect the law because I don't like this particular law. But yeah, I'd love to see them fletching, freaking out as they leave the building. You're right, Kat. Uh, Speaking, by the way, of sports events, I want to play this for you because I think it is just amazing. Last night, the Edmonton Oilers, in overtime, knocked the Calgary Flames out of the playoffs in the Battle of Alberta. Connor McDavid is going to the Western Conference Final. He scored the overtime winning goal, and it was great. But what I want to play for you is the play-by-play from the Edmonton play-by-play guy. This call is going to be, you know, I'm just going to play it. It's so good. Have you heard this yet, Dave? No. Give it a listen. Softly to the far corner where Hannafin's first on it. McDavid created a turnover for a dry side. McDavid, a shot, scores! Connor! 
won the Battle of Alberta for Edmonton. Five, four, in overtime. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl with a great ref- <laughs> That's so I good. love it. <laughs> Somebody check his underwear, though. Like, yeah. No kidding. That was intense. Dave, you were there when your daughter was born. I was there when both my children were born. And Kat, I think you were there when your daughters were born. I think I was, yeah. Vaguely remember. Okay. <laughs> a new mom kicked her husband out of the delivery room over the comments he made to the midwife. <laughs> I, already, I already love this. <laughs> so she posted about this on Reddit. And, and she's wondering if she's an asshole for doing this. Because he actually called her an asshole for doing this. In her post, she says, My husband and I had our first child. We were in the delivery room together and all was going very well. I was in a lot of pain, but he was really supportive. The midwife was asking us questions about the baby in between contractions just to help me ease my mind a little. Then she asked if we're excited about the pregnancy being over. I said, yes, because it's been a hard one for me. My husband snorted and said, for me too. She was so difficult. The midwife instantly tried to change the subject, but I asked my husband, what the F do you mean by that? Uh-oh. He said, he's happy it's over. He'll get his wife back. Whoa. Oh, and the hormonal mess will be over. Oh, no. Oh, this guy's this digging a fucking hole. Right? And this he doesn't even know he's holding oh. a shovel. The he's one- doubling down, he's tripling down, <laughs> yeah. he's quadrupling down. Every sentence he says gets worse. I started off thinking, oh, I'll support the guy probably because he's just making some jokes. But now I'm like, oh, I'm not on that side of the fence. I cannot be. The woman says she was so hurt by her husband's comments, she told him to leave. He missed the birth of his child. So he, when he finally got to come back in, when he got out of delivery room purgatory, Came back in and called her an asshole for making him miss the birth of the child. (laughs) Man. That's great. So really, I mean, everybody's upset now, except for the midwife who had a front row seat for that drama. Awkward. And also started the drama. Who's in the wrong here? Who's in the wrong? Actually, you know what? Don't even say who's in the wrong. How could this have been done differently so that he didn't miss the birth of his child and probably have a long-lasting scar on his marriage? Yeah. Man. I think oh. just like you got you you got to know when you're in that scenario that t- everything is just on everybody's on edge, everything's crazy. Give the most even if that's the truth. And by the way, that could have been the truth. Maybe it was just it was a hard 9 months or so, whatever it was. And yes, absolutely, hormones can get wacky at times. And even women I've known that have been pregnant look back and go, yeah, no, I was this or that or the next thing. Some people don't notice a difference. I didn't notice much of a difference. But whatever, it doesn't even matter. In that moment, you say nothing. Shut up. Whatever she says, just say, uh-huh. Is it possible that this guy is never going to have sex with his wife ever again? Because if they do... I could imagine her the whole time being like, well, better be careful because you don't want me going through that again. I don't want to be difficult for you. Like, I, I don't think that scar is ever going away. Oh, my God, this guy. Um, okay, but is there anything to it? And this is rhetorical, but you can answer if you want. <laughs> is there anything to? I mean, she said it was a very rough pregnancy. 
maybe she was a bit of a hormone. Maybe she was a little hormonal at times. And maybe that did create a, a, a scenario or circumstance that he wasn't used to. Maybe he was just being honest with the midwife and, and should have phrased it maybe a little differently or saved the timing for a better time. But maybe there's some truth to it. Is there any possibility that that's it? Oh, I mean, yeah, we need a cool off period. These two need a, like a, just a cool off period because once it's hard because when you have think about what's happening, you know, sometimes you really got to just think about it. She was growing another human inside of her body. Still don't know how you girls you do that. Change, comp- you know, your everything inside your body it, internally and externally. D- there's a lot of changes and it's a lot on a human. And some people tend to like forget about that part, like just think, well, you should be your normal self. You're growing another life inside your body. So you there are some changes. And for some people, maybe that comes out in a negative way or maybe they take things out on their partner because of it or family members around them. That absolutely can happen. It's too bad he missed the birth of his child. I mean, that was probably an extreme measure. If she, if she was in her right mind, which again, she wasn't because she was about to have a baby and going through contraction, she would have thought... I'll deal with this after. We'll have a discussion. But for now, I'd like to get the baby out. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that's not the kind of cool, calm, collected moment that this was. This was high tense, in between contractions. The midwife will now learn her lesson not to ask those questions at that (laughs) time. Because that was a touchy time to even do it. The uh, the one line that... that I'm stuck on is the, you know, I'm excited to get my wife back or yeah, whatever the, yeah. the exact wording was like, oof. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no. That hurts. Yeah. I bet you he's the kind of guy who would do like the stupid, uh, the stupid joke. He's like, hey, who, when she's all done, throw in an extra stitch for me. Mm. Like, I bet you he's that kind of guy. She, oh. she says he was very supportive right up until he made that comment. I, I would have <laughs> thought the support would have washed out the stupid comment. And like Kat said, we're going to circle back and discuss this when I'm in better shape to talk about it. Yeah. However, right now, you don't talk to the midwife anymore and you I'm just surprised. hold the leg, hold the leg. And that's all we need you to do here. I'm surprised she didn't jump up and grab a bedpan and smash him over the head with it. (laughs) If she wasn't about to force a child out of her body, she might have attacked him. Um, Wow. Just don't don't do it. Read the room, gentlemen. (laughs) Read the room is a great way to put it. Smile and nod for for the time being. (laughs) She was wonderful to deal with. Everything's fine. (laughs) Or let's just take out all the ambiguity. Ladies, why don't you write out a script? For those type questions before you go into the delivery room and then he can just read oh it's been a wonderful it's a beautiful experience i know it was really rough on her but she's a rock star and she's a champion and she handled it right there should almost be a script online that guys can download all the right things to say in the delivery room or hear me out on this maybe ladies don't be so difficult oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. great joke wrong time to tell it yeah, uh, yeah. read the room read the room <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, to our American friends and listeners, it's Memorial Day weekend. You guys got yourself a long weekend. Good for you. This is also, by the way, the official start to barbecue season. You're a griller, aren't you, Dave? Yep, I like a good grilling. Dave, uh, these uh, days it's veggies, but yes. <laughs> Dave grills a lot of veg. Which are excellent on the barbecue. Kat, have you got that arrangement in your household where you do the indoor stuff and like your husband does the barbecuing or anything I, like that? I mean, or? sort of, but I have no problem manning it. He usually starts it and then I'll, I'll watch over it. I'll check the temperature on things. No problem. Hmm. Do you also prepare him an old-fashioned when he gets home from yeah, work? Yeah, yeah, in my heels and dress, yes. That's well, right. there's some guys, though, that are just not good. In, uh, there's guys and girls that aren't good in the kitchen, but it's a stereotype. I think we all understand that guys who are not necessarily good in the kitchen but still want to contribute will always volunteer to step up and do the barbecue. But are you actually good at barbecuing? They asked people. What are you most confident in your ability to barbecue? Dave, the sky's the limit. Forget the fact that you're vegan. Anything you want. What is your signature barbecue dish? So if you remember this years ago, we had uh, Nav come by the, the morning show. And he was like a barbecue expert. And he taught us how to make a perfect steak in eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And you do what he tells you and every single time it is perfect i would go buy steaks i'd invite people over just so i could cook it because what he taught us was absolutely right and we made perfect steaks every single time grill marks were gorgeous oh like everything was so perfect about it um and and he was absolutely spot on right about how to do a perfect steak on the grill so i loved making those because it it always looked fantastic Fun fact for you, Barbecue Naz still does listen and comes by KW every now and again. And much like you, he taught me a lot of things, too, like how to cook breakfast on the barbecue, mm-hmm. which was like oh, mind-blowing nice. to me. You can do that? I didn't know. I didn't even think about it. Do you cook <laughs> eggs on here? He's like, yeah, it's fl- like flame. You can cook anything on here. Yeah, of course you can. And it blew my mind. Blew my mind. Oh, I'm glad he's still around uh, and, and still teaching the barbecue tricks because he was a whiz with the grill. He did, he did perfect steaks on a like a little hibachi grill like it wasn't like he brought out like this giant broil king or anything like that it was just a small tiny grill like really really Mm -hmm. small and it was amazing that he was able to pull it off and i i was just marveled by it and thought that's really really fantastic and i'm so glad i learned that skill from him what would you say is your best scott on the barbecue are you steak or you think that that's your best or do you have other stuff i'm real good with uh, most of it but some not good at all I do like the low and slow stuff. So if you give me a good gamey piece of meat, I can cook that pretty well. Uh-huh. You you want some some deer cooked up? You want oh. a, any of that? I can do it. I'm even give me good, an elephant. Uh, I'm gonna make it slow cook. Chops, ribs, I can do it. It's Come on good. over. I got an elephant leg on the queue. But <laughs> before I get to this, um, Dave, you mentioned grill marks, and I used to do that too, using that same tip that Barbecue Naz gave us when he came in that time. And somebody said to me once, not that long ago, and it really made me think, why do you care about grill marks? Why are you doing that? You're intentionally burning the meat. That's what the grill marks are. You're burning it. Why would you intentionally burn something that you paid that much money for? And when I thought about it, I thought, huh, I've been doing it all wrong all these years. So now I don't care too much about the grill marks. But like I said, they asked people, what are you most competent in your ability to cook on a grill? 
Burgers was number one. Mm-hmm. This to me is a surprise, but chicken was number two. Cooking chicken on the grill worries me. I don't think I've ever been confident in the chicken that I cooked being fully cooked or cooked perfectly. Yeah, I think that there's a a couple key things you need to do before you barbecue chicken. And obviously making sure it's cooked all the way through is the most important one. Look at the local poison control number. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're telling me you don't like your chicken medium rare? Yeah. <laughs> it's still balking. It's a problem. Uh, yeah, that is uh, another one. How you marinate something, though. Can we just all agree here? How you marinate a piece of meat makes all the difference in the world. And there's a minimum time to marinate depending on the piece of meat. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it for me. You need a thermometer. You-, you have to have a thermometer. I used to what just you- eyeball it and you can't do it. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. No, I was going to ask Kat when you, you mentioned uh, the... Um, the, uh, what, what did you just marinade? talk about? You talk, marinating. I, why I lost the word marinate, I'm not sure. But um, when you're marinating certain things, what's the difference and how long do you go for? So I, for me, I don't know. If we're doing steak, um, we like flank a lot. My husband and I make flank more frequently than any other kind. I just find it's most tender. I can eat the whole thing. I hate waste. I don't eat the fatty parts of steaks. I, I end up like cutting it in half. If it's a T-bone, forget it because I only eat like a quarter. It's not worth it to me. So I go flank. So for me... Uh, we will do uh, a mix of a bunch of different things, including uh, garlic salts, including uh, uh, what's the rub that uh, I, I use frequently. There's a couple different rubs that we use and a little bit of soy sometimes. Key is to poke it with a fork just to make sure that it goes inside the flank. Hmm. And we marinate for at least 24 hours. 24 hours? Yep. Wow. And oh, it makes that's it, a commitment uh, to it grilling. It makes a difference. Holy shit. We try to. I mean, if you have to do it for 12 hours, if you do it that morning, for example, you're eating it that night, it's still good. But to get that full... Oh, it's so good. So I think good. you're uh, you're in a different level, Kat, because uh, around 4.30 in the afternoon, I usually have this very same conversation with my wife every day. What do you want to do for dinner? You know, so none of us have planned for 24 hours to have steaks tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Good for you. Prep is, I don't know, in my house, it's like prep is key. Well, 6 p.m., we should thaw something. Yeah. <laughs> so would you, yeah, yeah, exactly, Fuck. you would eat, eat at 10.30 tonight. You still have that frozen lasagna? Yeah, put it out. It'll take nine days to thaw out, but we'll eat next week sometime. Uh, um, do you do you uh, do you do different with chicken? Like, is it it's a different? You said it's different per meats. Yeah, so would you do twenty four hours on a chicken. I don't think I would do twenty four hours on a chicken. I I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't work the same for me as a steak. Like I could just put the the marinade on it right before, and I think it'd be about the mm. same. But it tends to stick on the outside more so. Like a steak all the way through makes sense. But for me, the chicken's like the outside of the chicken is where all the flavor is anyway. Really, if you think about it. If uh, you're just tuning in, welcome to Scott, Cat, and Dave's audition for our own show on the Food Network. <laughs> Cooking with Cat. Yeah. <laughs> each episode is 25 hours long because we have to marinate you for have 24. To watch it, mar- watch it marinate in the fridge. Yeah. You I'm- know how they have the uh, the fireplace channel? Well, maybe there's one where you just watch meat sit in sauce. <laughs> I don't know. People are into weird stuff. <laughs> I made a reduction. Look. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) So get this. People said they're very confident in their ability to make hamburgers. Fine. Chicken was number two. Hot dogs was number three. So if you think about it, there's more people confident in their ability to cook chicken or burgers than there are people in their ability to cook a hot dog, which doesn't even need to actually be cooked. Yeah, I don't. That's a waste to me. 
That's a wa- complete waste. You know what's a waste? People who microwave their hot dogs. Throw it on the grill. Take the time. No, show you care. Disagree. It's a hot dog. It's not a steak. Who gives a shit? But you can get a good hot dog grilled up great. Cat, that's that's a fucking money right there. That's that's the way to go. Oh, because then like the skin or whatever that is on the top of the hot dog like flakes off. And I don't think black. it's skin. I don't, I don't know. And I don't think it's supposed it, to flake. Casing. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that's what I mean. The casing of it. Oh, you guys haven't done that before where you've like had a hot dog. And it's been a long time since I've had a hot dog. But if you're out, um, I don't know what the guy in front of the fucking Canadian tire does, but it's fine there. <laughs> but in a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, I know that guy. You know, there's a, there's a guy in front of every Canadian tire selling fucking hot dogs on the weekend. You guys know it. I know it. But sometimes if you cook it too much, like that casing. It's weird like, if you think about it. It's, it is weird. <laughs> Why are they always outside the Canadian? They must have a contract. I had a hot dog contract. I don't understand it. Came in to buy a drill <laughs> and I left with an Italian sausage. <laughs> it always know. happens that way. That's it a, always honestly, happens. Honestly, there's one outside of the surplus store Kitchener too. It's like, but people drive there just to go get the hot dogs and sausages. It's incredible to me. It's great. But anyway, my point is the casing of it. you got to be careful because that thing just like pops up. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It's just kind of like... Flakes up if you grill. It bubbles. You know what I mean? But sometimes people char it because they don't do it right. I'll tell you how to do a hot dog then. Because I'm doing these. uh, I like these field roast hot dogs. The the veggie ones. Really, really good. Okay, Uh, tell us. Shout out field roast. Yeah. um, You have to score it properly. So you cut it kind of down where one of the lines are in the hot dog you cut there <laughs> and then you line. cut uh, well what do you want i don't know how else to describe it it's not a vein so it's a line <laughs> it could be <laughs> not the, in these the vegan dogs. ones the vegan ones you know they're not at least yeah it says right on the package field roast vein free um <laughs> you cut you cut like little x's so you cross it um and then you cook that side face down first and it heats up from the inside so and you also should only cook at a low heat when you're cooking hot dogs on yes. the grill because you will burn the crap out of them so you go too high on the heat that's where you end up with the bubbling and the and the char and the you know where it just tastes like plastic and you just want to pull it off but um yeah that's a, that's the way to do it low heat and cross them up and you ever go to like when like you mentioned go into one of those hot dog stands that's what they do with them they're all cut up and crossed up and everything and so the heat gets in quicker and, and cooks it faster it's great but how long do you marinate work? it though <laughs> 22 <laughs> hours for a hot dog <laughs> There's no marinade. Put a little Diana sauce on it for 22 hours. It's good. But you know what, though? We're all collectively so fucking stupid. If they started a big marketing campaign for finally we've done it, we've invented the world's best hot dog marinade, it would sell out. People would be falling all over each other, racing down to fucking Costco to get their their hot dog marinade, (laughs) thinking they've been doing it wrong all this time. You're 100% right, because look how crazy people went with the the Maychup or whatever it was called, the mayo and ketchup crossover. Yeah. People were dying to get their hands on that crap, and I'm like, it's so gross. What are you doing? Not only is it gross, you already had Mayo Chup. You've probably got mayo and ketchup in your fridge. Just mix it. (laughs) Just mix it. It's not hard. I don't know what's wrong with people. Do they still have the peanut butter and jam in one jar? Oh, Remember the when they smuckers. Yeah, yeah, the swirl. The swirl? Um, Does that still exist? As I recall, they had a pretty substantial salmonella scare <laughs> with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out remember, you need to refrigerate it. And people don't, yeah, aren't used right. to keeping their peanut butter oh, in the fridge. And, and the peanut butter didn't taste good. No. And it wasn't good in there. No, no, no. no. We, we, we can let them live in separate houses and they can combine them when we're ready. <laughs> are we, really, conveniences in are we really in need of fridge space that much that we need to do that? No. <laughs> I'd love to be in the meeting when they presented that idea. Guys, great idea. We're going to put peanut butter and jam together in the same jar. And they probably thought this was the million-dollar idea. 
Uh, behind hot dogs is steak. Yeah, okay, we've, we've covered steak. Cat's a flank girl. I like a good rib steak. Uh, Dave doesn't eat steak. But it still kind of surprises me, the, the chronology of this list, in that more people think it's easier to cook chicken than a steak. A steak is easy. Blare up the heat and get her going for like eight to ten minutes and you're good. I think it's people's preferences that are really the tricky part. Like if I'm having dinner party, I will probably avoid doing steak because if you're particular on medium rare uh, or medium or well done, which I would have, I would, I don't even know how long to put it on there for too long. I'll tell you that much. I feel like I'm a little more particular there and I feel terrible if I got your your order wrong. So that's where I get a little like I don't care about my own because I know exactly what I like. But you used to work at Montana's. You're used to getting people's order wrong. (laughs) Those were mainly drinks, honestly. When they they put me behind the bar, that's where you had trouble. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at it. And there's I didn't have Google at hand, really. So I'd have to look it up in the old fucking dusty book. Pull this off and remember how to make this drink. This Long Island iced tea tastes like a killer Kool-Aid. It's weird. <laughs> Just shut up. It's a Woody's. Just shut up. It's easier. Ribs is number five. Ribs is a weird one because different people have different philosophies on, on how it should be done. Some people, and, and I'm not going to criticize it because I used to do it myself and thought, oh, this is brilliant. Why didn't I do this sooner? Some people will take a rack of ribs and drop it in a pot of water and boil it and then put it on the grill for like yeah. five minutes afterwards. Yeah. yeah. It does. It makes it a little tender, but I don't think you're supposed to cook ribs like that. I've found that if you do it just super, super, really slow over a long period of time, that's how you get that fall off the bone rib, right? I think that's why. That's the reason why, though, is that people realize, much like you guys just mentioned, what do you want tonight? Ribs? Okay, you got to boil that shit because we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have that kind of time. But if you got like a smoker, that's where you got. That's money right there. Like my brother has. A, I'm a, I want to get a Traeger so bad. He's got one of those, and you. You just put it on, set it, and forget it. You know what I mean? And it's just beautiful at the end. Good, because that's usually what happens when I cook. I'm just going to set, <laughs> set it, it and walk away it. and fucking forget it. Have a couple it. beers. Next thing you know, you're like, like, fuck, was I cooking something? Oh, I put ribs on, didn't I? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Yesterday. <laughs> and I put them on fucking yesterday. And that's, a, that's an expensive mistake, too. Oh, that's not God. one you don't want to make. Behind ribs is fish. Fish is a tricky one to grill. Yeah. Be careful with it. Veggies is number seven. It's amazing to me that people are confident they can cook ribs and steak and chicken and burgers, but they're not confident that they can grill a zucchini. Why? It's so easy to do. Give me a tenderloin. I can't touch that asparagus. I ruin it every time. (laughs) Shellfish. What shellfish do we grill? Is that just shrimp? Shrimp. Shrimp on Uh, the You you can grill lobster. You can grill lobster meat. You can grill crab meat, things like that. Fruit is number nine. David. Pineapple. Got to grill some pineapple. So you've been to a Brazilian steakhouse, presumably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you do that but at I home? I love grilling. Yeah, I do. I grill pineapple okay. uh, at home. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. If you're doing like, um, uh, you can almost make your own like vegetable stir fry um, like with a sweet and sour kind of sauce. Uh, cut up some pineapple, grill, grill it, and then uh, add it into like pe- bell peppers and onions and things like that. And it's pretty great. Oh. I, I highly recommend it. Yes or no? Grilled watermelon. I've seen this. I saw it. I never tried it. It was in a salad at a restaurant that I went to, and I saw it, and I was genuinely curious, but I didn't have the balls to try it. Grilled watermelon. Mm. Wouldn't that just put out the flame on your barbecue? (laughs) Yeah, it's so watery. I don't understand how you grill it. Uh, Last on the list is meat substitutes, veggie burgers, tofu, shit like that. I'm out. Yes, I have no idea where to people begin. People are on. that not confident. But here's the thing, Dave, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you'll be the best one to speak to on this. But if I'm making my mom's uh, vegan now, used to be vegetarian for many years, now vegan. So if I'm making her something, 
for me, I always like a I don't have to worry about it being undercooked for the most part. But of course, I want to make sure it's heated all the way through. What you mainly have to watch for with that vegan or vegetarian is that you don't overcook it to the point where you get the char at the end where it's dried out. Am I wrong there? Like you just it's about eyeballing. You can you can dry that stuff out really quickly. The other thing too is that there's a lot of vegans that um, won't touch any like meat substitutes either. Like they they want like very raw organic kind of food. So you kind of figure out which kind of vegan the person is. Now there's subclasses of vegans, um, but uh, if they're down with that, I, I recommend the Impossible Burger. It's the best burger I've had uh, since I switched over. So okay. it's a uh, yeah, really really good, and it's like beet juice inside of it. So it almost it sounds gross to say it this way but it simulates when a burger bleeds right oh so oh. when you're when but when you're flip it looks like a burger my blood so doesn't look you, like beet juice that's kind of gross isn't it put a burger on a grill and and look at what comes out of it uh, that's that's what it looks like so it's uh but the beet juice simulates it and it uh it adds to the ability to char nicely and and get mm. some some good barbecue flavor it's really good i think they've they've, they've gone come a long way with substitutes and if you find one that you really like, you, you could go with that forever and never never look back. Uh, coming up in just a sec, we're going to talk about this model who is a devout Christian but claims God told her to keep the OnlyFans going for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lord subscribeth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> so we'll get to that coming up. Uh, I also want to talk about space in just a sec. But quick question, while we're kind of on this food topic anyway. If you're over at somebody's house and they serve you food, maybe you asked uh, for a steak and they said, hey, how do you want it cooked? And you say, I like my steak medium well, and it comes out pretty fucking medium rare. Do you send back a steak at somebody's house? No. I I mean, I probably wouldn't. I'd I'd just give her as much as I can. Oh, really? And and weep weep through the entire meal. Yeah. I don't think it would be... I really love it. It's delicious. I don't think it'd be... Unless it was like completely burnt, then I'd have to be like, I can't eat this. Like, it's not edible. You would actually say that. Oh, wow. Well, I know. Yeah. If it was... If they handed me like just like a black chunk of coal, basically, and it's supposed (laughs) to be a steak, of course I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to say, what is this? What happened? Are you okay? Isn't <laughs> Did it, you, you just, fall and hit your head? Like, this is not food. It's <laughs> oh, not <wow>. food. <laughs> Must be a head injury. Look at how burnt that is. <laughs> Why do you instantly go to a head injury? <laughs> yeah. You have a concussion? Like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I don't know that I would send it back either. I just might suggest like, uh, hey, is the grill still on? Maybe Every, they'll take the hit. If you say that, everyone knows you mean it, though. You could say it jokingly, but if someone said that to me jokingly, I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, I know you're serious. I'll put it back on. <laughs> then everybody's got to sit and wait for that yeah. steak to finish cooking. <laughs> you're just eating the veggies with a fork and knife. Like, don't wait on me, guys. It's okay. <laughs> I put a lot of work into hosting when I, when I have people over and, and putting a lot of work into the food that I make. And if I had somebody say, I don't like this or, yeah, this needs to be cooked differently or more, I... I would respect that completely, but I would be heartbroken. Yeah. Aww, I would be, yeah. I'd be devastated. I'd be like, oh man, I'm the worst. You know, <laughs> uh, next time you come over, it's, it's Ritz crackers and cucumbers from here on out. Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't mess that up. I'd get so Eeyore on the whole thing. I'd be like, I fucked well, up the steak again. <laughs> guess I'm never making dinner again. <laughs> well, it was a good run with food, but I guess that's over. Guess I'll go fucking kill myself. <laughs> I was kind of fat anyway. (laughs) No more food for me. 
the Mars Insight. Remember how collectively excited we all were when when we landed that rover on Mars and it actually sent back a picture and we were like, oh my God, that's another planet. And now we're on it sending pictures back. It was groundbreaking, right? Very cool. And mm-hmm. the technology behind those rovers is unbelievable. It's very similar to the robots that clean your pool, but it, it works and it sends pictures. So that's neat. I thought once we did that, that was the start of something good. But we're always going to miss a few details, and that's exactly what happened. The Mars rover has been on Mars since 2018, and it just sent back what they estimate will probably be its final selfie. Because it's very dusty on Mars, and the solar panels that allow it to recharge its batteries are now covered in dust. So it's just going to basically die. On Mars. They couldn't put like a feather duster in or some kind of mechanism <laughs> some kind of mechanism on it? I don't know how they were smart enough to get it to Mars, smart enough to get it to be able to take high def pictures and send them back to Earth, smart enough to develop something we can control from millions of miles away. But a little bit of dust and the whole operation's up. Did they know this? Like did they realize it or was it one of these, oh whoops a daisy? No, I actually think it was one of those. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I guess it is pretty dusty up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once those get covered, the sun can't recharge the batteries. I just feel bad. Maybe I've seen Wally one too many times with my kids, but I kind of feel, are we just leaving the robot up <laughs> Coffee there? Coffee almost came out of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> but are we just leaving this little guy up there? Like dead? Once it, once it stops? Well, first off, stop humanizing robots. Oh, what, what are we going to send somebody up there to get the fucking robot and dust it off so yeah, that it can charge up I again? I think it's worth it. This poor thing's just sitting there on Mars. Like, I can't work anymore. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Do you picture the poor robot being like, help me, help me. Cat can't sleep at night because she's thinking about the robot on Mars. Poor thing. Poor thing. Last thing we're going to do on this episode of After Nine is, and, and we can all bring a different perspective to this, a Christian, <laughs> a Christian OnlyFans star who makes about $120,000 a month says, God himself directly told her she should keep stripping until she's 75 years old. Hmm. Her name is Nita Marie, 46 years old. She is one of the adult site's top earners because of her kinky content. She wears lingerie. She has been slammed by fellow believers over her career in seduction, but she says it's all part of God's plan. Here's the quote. God is guiding me through my OnlyFans career, and he said I should continue creating content until my 70s. To me, sexuality is a huge part of my faith. When we experience an orgasm with someone else, we share a small part of how God feels about oh, us. Jesus! Oh, Jesus! Is that why? Is this, sometimes there's not a link. Did she realize that? Yeah. <laughs> There's the three types of orgasms that you know about, right? The positive one, the yes, yes, yes. The uh, the religious one, the oh God, oh God, Jesus. And then the fake one, oh, Scott, Scott, Scott. <laughs> that was good. Come on, you got to admit that was good. No, it was a, it was a, it's a classic. <laughs> I'm getting a phone call later on today, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know my girlfriend. She's the nicest person on earth. She'd probably That's be like, right. oh, I heard what you said. And I mean, sometimes I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not all the time. You're only half right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Uh, Marie, who lives in Colorado, found her faith after having a dream about Jesus when she was just nine. She claims he has regular con or she has regular conversations with God to ask whether he's happy with her X-rated exploits. I asked God if he wanted me to continue stripping, and the answer is always yes. Somebody sleeping in her ducts. She's, she's praying out loud, and he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Keep those pictures coming." You know what I might recommend is a little more side boob in uh, in a couple of them. I, and your subscription rate is pretty good. I would say it's not bad. Somebody's living in her ceiling talking. To her. God always comes from the closet. It's weird. <laughs> I heard God cough the other night. Keep those titty shots up. (laughs) Does God also have to tip her to get a DM through to her? Or how does that work? I mean... Uh, Yeah, God wants to talk directly. (laughs) Here's the... uh, I'm going to get on the chat. Here's the quote again. When we experience an orgasm with someone else, we share a small part of how God feels about us. I don't know that that's what God's saying in that scenario. Many years of Catholic school, I don't remember hearing that at all. Not one. I gotta say. Is that part of the new (laughs) curriculum that they're teaching (laughs) the kids? I've never heard that. What grade do they talk about God having an orgasm for you? (laughs) (laughs) Where does that come in? That's gotta be in the Bible. After sex ed, yeah, right? It it must be in the Bible. Of course it must be. No, she says that uh, that is like a gift from God. When you have an orgasm, and that's how he wants you to feel. Um, as for her stripping and doing shit into her 70s, is there a lot of women in their 70s on OnlyFans? And is there a lot of men that like women in their 70s on OnlyFans? Have we sent this out to the the long-term care homes or anything? Is there guys with subscriptions there just looking for the 70-year-olds on OnlyFans? Or is this just ridiculous? So are you suggesting somebody drops off pamphlets at like the Sandpiper retirement community? (laughs) Pamphlets. Just put these on the the table, please. Well, (laughs) you can just email them because old people will literally click anything you email them. Excuse me. Can I keep this up on your cork board? Thank you. Uh, I I don't know if I could if I could do a a 70 plus only fans because the description itself would bother me because everything's in caps uh, and it's like short point forms. It's like. I am Mary. Mary likes things. And <laughs> at least that's my experience with like emailing with my grandmother. <laughs> uh, you guys doing anything this weekend? Cat. My uh, my kids start soccer. Thanks to COVID, we haven't been able to do any like actual sports of any kind. And so and you're still not. Finally. <laughs> finally. Oh, you think soccer's. Yeah. I mean, of course, she's five. It's, okay, it's a sure. fun league. Yeah, it's to each fun. their own. I you, don't like you. I'm not competitive like you. I actually hope she doesn't really want to do competitive, but she's competitive like her father. So she probably will end up doing competitive. Oh, sports. I know your husband very well. And I have a he, feeling he's going to be signing her up for rep as soon as possible. I, like I know for real, it's probably going to be a thing. But for now, no, it's just a fun little league kicking around a ball. So I'm excited for her. And uh, that's that's one of the big plans. And otherwise, uh, pretty chill, doing stuff around the house, hoping to get like outside tomorrow afternoon. It looks like that's going to be an okay time. Yeah, just chill. Dave, I'm going to go to Cat's uh, kids' soccer game. Yeah, you want to come on else out. To do. Good. How much <laughs> your tickets? Would yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most affordable ticket in sports right now. Yeah, come on over. It's no problem. Great. Uh, I have a weekend to be fairly chill, so I'm going to be uh, out in the backyard all weekend. If you guys need anything, it'll have to wait till Monday. Have I a might fa- end up in Markham. It's my mom's birthday this weekend. Oh, happy oh, birthday, right Dave's on. mom. Mm-hmm. Did she want to come to a soccer game? Or? Oh, I, she didn't come to mine, so I don't think <laughs> she's going to go to yours. 
<laughs> Comedy comes from a true place. I know. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> but you did have a Brampton bus pass. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Get yourself I to the game and let me know how it goes. <laughs> have a fantastic weekend everybody we will be back monday and next week is election week in ontario so next week we're going to bring out some of the classics like the fuck you doug and all of them mm. they're all coming back all next your week. favorites <laughs> fuck you doug <laughs> have a good i weekend. do have a list of apologies though oh yeah, shoot i almost forgot please First of all, apologize to Dave for not getting to the apologies, but uh, uh, we have to apologize to dogs with diarrhea. We should also say sorry to pet insurance companies, people who enjoy drinking their own pee in a beer, principals who do not know how to take care of horses. You deserve an apology. People who microwave hot dogs. We're sorry. Those who marinate their meats for anything less than 24 hours. (laughs) Cat thinks ill of you. So we apologize for that. People who loved the mayo chup. Also people who love the PB&J in a jar from Smucker's. We should also apologize to people who were ever served a drink by cat while she worked at Montana's because <laughs> uh, it was probably wrong. Uh, anybody who has sent food back at a friend's house, we're sorry because that's a weird place to be put in. Uh, we're very sorry to robots on Mars. We have a special place in our hearts for you. Uh, we're very sorry to Scott's girlfriend, Christian strippers who talk to God. Uh, we also should apologize to fathers to be who, uh, who, who went through a situation like this guy. And of course, the mothers to be who had to deal with anybody who was difficult in the delivery room and finally we apologize to parents with kids playing soccer we're gonna watch them run around in circles and pick the ambulances <laughs> yep. it's true that's how it goes yep. have a great we're gonna get Horace going the ball's over there <laughs> <laughs> have a great weekend everybody a recent study found that men who post shirtless photos on dating apps are viewed as less competent and more promiscuous <laughs> I like the idea of people looking at dating profiles like well he must be competent he has a shirt <laughs> A romance novelist in Oregon who wrote a blog post titled How to Murder Your Husband was convicted yesterday of killing her husband. In case you were wondering how far you have to go to get someone to read a blog post. A carnival cruise ship was visiting Turks and Caicos when it caught on fire. On the plus side, for the first time ever, the ship is sterilized. A plaster cast of the late singer Jimi Hendrix's penis is set to be unveiled next month at the Phallological Museum in Iceland, which houses the world's largest display of penises. It costs adults 10 bucks to enter while members get in free. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.